What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me is my friend here. Oh, he's over here. Can't really see him if you're listening to the podcast, but those watching on YouTube can see the old man sitting behind me has a look of regret on his face. And that's today's topic. We're going to be talking about regrets in retirement. I'm going to bring on regretfully my co-host Tony Shore here to help me with this show. Tony, what do you think of my guy? Is that Ominous regrets. Yes, entry music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, it doesn't do sound like a fun show. I love the picture. I wish our radio audience could see it. I've tried to explain to Dan before that uh, visuals don't work on radio, but uh, for the YouTube kids, this is a good one. Uh, yeah, the old man in the sea. Uh, this guy looks like he has a lot of regrets. I'm sure some of them have to do with that hat, <laughs> but uh, he looks sad. <laughs> He does look like an old man in the sea, Captain Ahab there, yep. a fish that got away. So I want to talk about regrets, Tony. And and I know, yeah, it sounds like a bad show. We've done shows. In fact, we did a show called Investing Regrets. I'll put it up there. Investing Regrets. And that yeah. we talked about people that made investment decisions and regretted them and what the big things were and how to avoid that. But today I want to talk about retirement regrets. Interesting. But I, I only want to talk about one, which is the big one. And I'm going to give you a chance to sing here, Tony. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Regrets. I've had a few. There you go. That's it. That's, That's all, all we're got. getting. Yeah. That's all I got. It did kind of sound like uh, a wounded. What's his name? Frank Sinatra. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't uh he didn't Frank with a with cold i think that was originally a french song that he he was rewritten for him and probably i think he says that he hated that song if i recall in an interview said it was the worst he song hated ever. frank hated a lot of things and i don't think he wrote a lot of music himself so yeah right. none of that surprises me <laughs> so in the sh in the past we've done the investing regrets um and we've done some other shows about um, lifestyles and and thoughts on regret. And I'm, what I do want to bring in in a little mo in a moment is I I remember I don't know you weren't there, but I had my mom and dad on. Oh yeah, the show I have was a, a clip great one. from that show that I'm going to share. But what I want to talk about first is what you think the number one regret is, and this is not scientific. This is just me talking with my clients, interactions with people that are retired or soon to be retired. I want to get your take as to what you think the biggest regret might be. Of people in retirement when they say, yeah. what do you regret the most? Yes. Is that I didn't start saving sooner. Okay. So I've written down some bunch on here because I figured you'd say one of them and you did. <laughs> not saving early number one mm -hmm. now none of these are the biggie 
Okay, sure. So you lured me into a trap. (laughs) Surprise. I get. Why am I not surprised? So is this guy behind me saying, I wish I would have saved sooner? No. Um, That's true. He's not. A lot of people say that, you know, I should have started early compounding interest, or they might say, I wish I saved more. You know, retirement's so hard. I'm sorry I chose this hat over my wife and kids. That's what is really regretting, not saving. When I ask your wife about you and what regrets she has about you, she says a poor spending choices. What? Notice that you you didn't do the show in your your base, your mom's basement this time. So you <laughs> my don't have all mom's your, basement. You don't have all your CDs surrounding you and records. Well, it's actually my basement now, Dan, but it's very similar <laughs> to when I did live in my Is parents' basement. Keep telling yourself yeah. that. Um, <laughs> focused on materials or materialistic things. That's mm-hmm. a regret people have. We did our last show on um, um, ways to make happy. How to spend money to be happy. And can you buy was, happiness, Dan? Right. Can you buy happiness? That was the last show we did. So uh, watch that if you haven't seen it. That was a goodie. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one. Some people regret being too conservative in retirement uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to money. Others might say I took too much risk. You know, you can't win. Right. But a lot of these are about, you know, decisions they made when it comes to saving or financial because retirement, that's, you know, a lot of people associate retirement with earning money. Right. Or or creating income in retirement. That's the thing we talk about the most on the show. So I thought you wanted a financially related question. Well, it was a financially related question, but maybe not a financially related answer. Ah, okay. So without further ado, I'm going to tell you what I feel based on just my experience, what, I see is the biggest, most common threat. Which is pretty extensive since you deal with retirees every day. Yeah, that's, that's who my audience is. Yeah. So, um, and your clientele mostly. Yeah. Biggest regret. Not enjoying time when you were younger. Won't be my regret. I get to do the show every week. I'm like, I, I made the best of my time when I was younger. I did the Dan Wendell show. The, you realize this is being recorded, so I'm going to show you this in 20 years. Dolphin Financial Radio. No regrets, buddy. Maybe after this show. This show might be my only regret. This might be your last. <laughs> this episode, yeah. Yeah. Say goodbye to everybody. Um, Bye-bye so, now. So I have a quote for you, and then I want to show a, uh, a quick clip from, from my mom and dad. Um, so life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Classic. Classic quote. And you're going to say it's classic because you thought John Lennon said it. No, I thought my mom came up with that quote. No, <laughs> no, I knew. This guy did. Yeah. That's why I put him up here. He's the one that said it. That's Alan Saunders. <laughs> it is not. No, no. Um, I think John Lennon said it and people attributed it to him. But he, oh, was, I didn't he was even, first mentioned I, yeah. in the Reader's Digest 1957. Sure. But. You know, when it comes to retirement planning and I'm talking with people and it's like, oh, how much money do we need? And do I have enough? When should I spend it? I've done a show on saving too much for retirement. Mm. Remember that one? We did a show on how you say people save too much money for retirement. And this is a perfect example. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. So it's like, I'm going to save retirement. I'm going to do this. There's always tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to do my someday. I'm going to do that. Someday never comes. I think what, what, who is that? The Doobie Brothers or no? 
That was Creedence Clearwater Revival, right? That's Somebody why I don't know it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> sorry it was uh it's it was after the 80s oh, i wouldn't oh, hold out much hope you, you, we might get the tape deck back but i wouldn't hold out much hope for the credence ccr you don't like that Come on. i wouldn't hold out much hope for the credence <sighs> anyway <laughs> this is a perfect example of people working working saving oh, i'm going to do this when i da, 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 and then it's come and gone yep so let me put on so back i'd say Five years ago, I had my parents come into the studio and do a show with me, and it was a, it's an hour-long show, and I talked to them about financial mistakes they made. I kind of get into it with them, and, and a lot of the decisions they made, um, like I mentioned in previous shows, they had a pension, so they really didn't have to make decisions financially too much. Both of them had a pension, but That's they made good. some decisions, and um, I want to cut a clip that um, has both my mom and dad, but... My mom was the big proponent of this, but I got my dad to verbalize it. Um, and I want to just share this. Uh, I'm going to put this up and then we could talk about it. So let me grab that and hold on one second. Um, so if you're, reti- you're going to retire, make sure you have a plan. Don't say, I'm going to paint my house. That lasts 20 minutes. You know, you have the rest of your life. You got to keep active, join clubs, anything, meet people, have friends to sit down and have breakfast with. You need to laugh with people. You need to talk to people. The social aspect. Social aspect is the most important thing. You were involved in a lot of social activities growing up. So for you, transitioning retirement, you just spent more time doing that. Correct. Now, you've seen new members over the years. You're 75 now. Correct. And you've seen new members come in to your clubs and social organizations. Right. Later in life. Yeah. What is... What are they saying, and what you, what is what any advice would you give to anyone listening saying about retirement? What would you do differently or suggest? I would suggest that when you when you're before retirement and you're still working, do some traveling, as Mom mentioned, because on one of the trips that we made in our early years, we met a couple who were on the ship with us, and they were at the table. And they admired, and they actually said, we give you credit for traveling while you're still young enough to appreciate it. They said, we're retired, we're old, and we're lucky if we get off the ship. Yeah, they don't have the desire like you have when you're in your 40s or the excitement of going to countries. There it is. Wow. I I love your mom and dad. That interview you did was so great. Yeah. Um, and my mom since passed away. And, yeah. Um, I, I love her New of, York accent. Oh, yeah. Dude. They're from New York. If it wasn't obvious, they're from Queens. Yeah. But they the the lot a lot of what my parents did was um, focus on the four boys, me being the youngest. Mm-hmm. So they, they but when I was in high school and college, they they went out and did stuff. Now, my parents didn't have a lot of money, but they had their pension, so they didn't have to worry about it. But like they said, they started doing the things early. And I remember before I retirement, little, they right. lived live life is the is their motto. When you asked them, when you did that interview, Dan, and you asked them, uh, you know, I, I thought their answer to, you know, what are your regrets? I thought they were going to say we had one too many children. Oh, that was obvious. I, I mean, I, I thought you know. that was going to come up. It didn't in that clip. I noticed how you edited that. I'm the angel. The I'm the angel. You've met my other brothers. You know. That's that true. They That's lucked true. out with me. I've, I have met Ed. Yes. He's 
<laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I wanted to, to bring this back because a lot of people that I meet with, they, they talk about, Hey, you know, what should I have done? Oh, I should have wish I would have invested this way. I wish I should have mm-hmm. held my Apple stock or, well, sure. But they don't really say that. You know, if they right. say it's a joke, it's more of a joke. What would you tell yourself 20 years ago? Buy Apple, you know, or yeah. something, you know. Yeah. Buy Everybody Bitcoin. says that. You Everybody know. put more money in my 401k. Everybody says that. Right. But right. Yeah. But what I really find is that the people that I deal with over the years, you fit, you make do. Yeah. If you don't have a lot of money saved, you can't go back and fix that. So you just make do. And so you can you can make your lifestyle work with the money you have in retirement but you can't go back and do the things you wanted to do when you were younger and that's the point my mom and dad are trying to say is enjoy it while you're younger so in one of the shows uh we've done in the past uh we called it i forget what we called it something along the lines of spending more spending earlier in retirement i'll put it up here and i talk about the smile curve so like a smiling face, which my wife says I don't do enough. Yeah. You, you have go. to really force it, Dan. I God, love it hurts. It. I'm in pain right now. I'm in pain. So it's a, it starts off spending high and then the spending goes, oh, I got to go backwards. And then it's spending starts going low and then it creeps up high again. So mm-hmm. early spending and then it dips off as you get older and then it goes up higher as you're older and you need medical attention, right? And so the idea is spend it early. And a lot of people come into my office saying, I want to retire and we show how much money they need. And then they say, oh, look at what I'm going to have when I'm in my 80s. And I say, no, you're probably not because I'm not going to allow for it. I mean, you, you could do it if you really want, but I'd rather you spend it earlier and have less when you're in your 80s. Well, that makes sense. But people don't like to talk that way. It's a little harder for financial advisors yeah. to do that. It's hard for my for a financial advisor to deal with my parents' attitude, which is let's go traveling in forties and fifties. Yeah. Because they're like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not gonna have enough money for later. And they're like, Well, you know. But later is the slow go years and the no go years. Like I love your dad's point. You lose or your mom, I think, said it you lose the desire. Uh, and to really want to get out there and do things. The older you get, the more you slow down. I mean, for most people, and even if you try, even if you're a goer and like, I'm going to go hiking, I'm going to go biking, I'm going to go traveling. Uh, it just, the reality is the, the it's reality. And it's just uh, the way our bodies work and our minds work. You slow down. And I know it's, it's cliche, but the old, you have your go-go years your slow go years and your no go years. Why save money, all your money for your slow go and no go year? The no go years, um, it's crazy because, you know, we've had this conversation with my parents and with my wife Sarah's parents. And it's funny because, um, you know, one of them gets it, one of them doesn't. One of them wants to say, one of them says, you know, my financial advisor and I say, you know, I'm going to need. I want this. They're 85, by the way. The one I'm talking about is 85. I'm not going to say which of the four parents it is, uh, but one of them is 85. And they say, I want uh, I have to save this money. Uh, you know, I have to save my six hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars because I'm going to need it because uh, long term care and memory care because I'm having memory issues. And uh, another point is my point is, is 
give not because we want it, but your grandkids. She has, you know, six or seven, seven beautiful grandchildren, eight. Anyway, you want to help them. Yes, I want to help the grandkids and, you know, what's left over. But they're they're like, no, when you reach that age, all that money's going to go. What if you're in long term memory care for 10 years? Bye bye. That's 12 in the best care facility. It's going to be 12 grand a year or Medicaid could pay for it. And you could give that money, find a way to give that money to your children now. But they don't want to hurt financial advisor. Don't give it to the children now. And I'm saying the reason their financial advisor is telling them that is because he gets 1% of that overall money every year. Well, it's continuing to stay in that account and grow. So it's in his financial best interest, not really in what her best interest is now, isn't paying for long-term care when she can't remember who she is. That That isn't really in her best well, interest, right? And do you, you see my point? Very, very tough dilemma that we face as fiduciaries, which is, yes, I get, I charge a fee to manage people's assets. Sometimes, a lot of times I have to recommend doing things that are against me getting more fee, such as like you just mentioned, um, give it away to the kids instead of saving it for long-term care uh, or investing it because, you know, if you invest it with me, I make money, but if you give it to little Johnny, well, I don't make anything. Right. But maybe that's the best thing to do because little Johnny needs help or because you want to see little Johnny get the money. Pay for of, college, pay for right. grad school. Or, yeah. you, oh, I want to give him 10000 when he, when you die. You're not going to benefit from that because you're not going to be alive. Right. The other thing is. Or that 10000 might not be there. Or it's going to Or it get, might not be there. It might go to something else. Or, you know, um, take Social Security now because then you won't spend down your assets. No, I say spend down your assets and, and delay Social Security. Yeah. It doesn't help me. It helps them long term. Right. So you you bring up a good point, but there is that fine balance of taking care and not being a yes. burden on your kids because you don't. No one wants to be a burden on their kids or that's grandkids. true. That is true. So, so it's a fine line, I guess. It but is. Do you see the point there? I I really believe in this case. I wish you were her financial advisor because you would look at this thing or this person's financial advisor. And uh, it's the same way, you know, my mom and dad and and Sarah's uh, dad, I think, is he really is trying to he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to hang on to any of it. He's trying to find a way to make sure his kids can get it and the state can't take it back. And then if he needs long term care, maybe maybe uh, not Medicare, but Medicaid you know, might cover it, but, uh, you know, it depends on your situation. Everybody's situation is different, but I really think that this, I I see advisors saying you need money. Well, once you reach a certain age, it's like, I'm like, really, do you, you know, he's telling you, you can't give any away to your kids or your grandkids. That's what he's telling her. And I know why he's telling her that I, because I can tell from the conversations uh, that I've heard and the mess she, uh, you know, this person says, well, he told me this. And I'm like, yeah. And he told it in that way. Well, that's because if he gives, if you give $10,000 to your kid, that's $10,000 less in a, in a, in an account that's earning interest that he's making 1% off of. It's a tough balance. You're right. You know, I'm not going to say he's being nefarious that way, right? but maybe he truly believes you got to take care of yourself first. Maybe, sure. maybe that client has expressed an interest to never be a burden on people. So they, that's true. But I look that's at a it good as, point. That is know, actually a good point. Maybe, um, maybe it's better to give the grandkids the money because then the, because I've had clients <clears throat> change their wills 
And then when they die, the clients, the, the kids come to me and say, you, you know, how did you allow for this? You know, all the money skipped me and went to my kid. How is that possible? My son's only 24. I was expecting that. And then <clears throat> I know the answer. I can't get involved. I, I'm not, that's not my role. I sure, mean, I'm out, sure. I'm out of the picture once the client dies. The estate planning documents go this way. But in my mind, I'm saying, you know why? Is because you were absentee and your grand, your son, his grandson, was the one going over there having conversations and feeding him, taking him to doctor's appointments. Yep. And he saw that and said, I'm going to give it to this person because they help me more. Yes. So you, I Which look makes at it sense. as... And my parents looked at it as, well, let me spend it on myself. I mean, my yeah. kids, I, I, I'm not going to try and take my kids from cradle to grave. I, I got to live my own life right. and lead by example. And now I see that and say, I'm going to do that. So this yeah. summer, as, in fact, as we're as this is being released on YouTube for the uh, YouTube kids, as you call them, um, <laughs> I am in probably Idaho right now on, uh, on a trip with the kids and the whole family. Mm -hmm. we're going on a trip and yeah i, I mean most kids way. want disneyland or florida or something but idaho that's good i, I think my kids might want that but uh <laughs> that's what they get they get you go I to get. idaho the rest i of didn't us go to go. disney when i was a kid we went to tennessee in the mountains and the uh, campgrounds you know okay. so uh, my my wife was the same she went to the main you know trees of maine so but yeah what you I'm guys are into potatoes whatever go to it, idaho we're on it, vacation right? we're doing it yeah. the world's largest potato here we come so <laughs> you know I think I think the message is is clear that the, the regret, financial regret, yeah, people say I wish I would have saved sooner or had more. Right. But um you planning financially is a smart thing to do, but don't miss life as it's happening. Right? I would don't, agree. Don't don't miss if you're so focused on the future, always focused on the future, you're missing the present. And that is the lesson I think that I want to conclude with. I just think that that's, that's just the, I, that's my philosophy. So when I meet with clients and we talk about planning their income, I always try and front load spending. Even when the clients say, Oh, we thought we would want money later. Yeah. And I, if they want that, that's fine. But I will push to say, think twice, think twice yeah. about hoarding or saving money for down the road for what for what yeah good uh, yeah and it has to be a balance and you have to be comfortable the client has to be comfortable with the situation because yeah some people they have to have that nest egg as a reassurance and they don't want to spend it down so that is an interesting conversation to have and uh, dan I, I think you made a great point um you know we all wish we could have we would have saved more i think to a person to a fault. Everybody always says that, but you're right. It's like, I think even more so we probably say, I wish we would have done more. I mean, I actually am pretty proud of, you know, my kids and my wife and I, we've, I've lived life. I've done a lot of great things. I have not, you know, uh, I probably, it may be spent too much <laughs> and not saved enough. I went too far the other way, which is a danger too. And luckily my wife keeps me balanced there, but uh, I want to do things in my go-go years because I see relatives struggling with, you know, I've seen them struggle with Alzheimer's and on my side, it's Alzheimer's and dementia on my wife's side, 
there's cancer that runs in the family. So it, it is, you know, it's tough. Uh, you know, it's a tough balance and you have a tough job, Dan, of, you know, dealing with people and you, you, I know you try really hard to always look out for their best interests. And that's so important to find a financial services professional like yourself who will do that and also listen to you and what you want. Right. And I know you're good at that. What? Good at what? Listen. Oh, listening. <laughs> you like that joke. Yeah. You don't have your soundboard today. I will say this though, Tony, it is tough. It is tough to <laughs> bad joke <laughs> to <laughs> balance. And sure. I, I err on the side of spending early and maybe I'll regret that when my clients get older and I'm like, Ooh, we got to fork. We're not, we're running low, but I'd rather have that conversation in their eighties than have a conversation with a widow who says, why didn't I go on that trip when we said we were going to do it? Cause mm -hmm. tomorrow's promise to no one. Yeah. Um, so try and keep it, you know, happy. I don't want to get, you know, my travel mom was passed. When young. Travel yeah, when you're travel younger. young. Just do the things you want to do while you can and deal with the, the, financial consequences later, which I think you'll be more willing to do. It's just, you know, I'm not saying gamble it all the way right now, but yeah. think twice about waiting, right? Yeah. Don't so, head to um, Vegas, but also don't wait to travel and spend money. There yeah. you go. And exactly. So with that, Tony, thanks for a good show and go out and smell the flowers. I'm going to bring in the kids and, and right now, I'm probably not thinking. I'm thinking about hopefully seeing a moose because that's my goal. Ah, uh -huh. I'm on that trip. I'll talk to you later. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.